you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. Nine days from today in Vegas. It's the 2022 NFL Draft presented by Verizon Thursday, April 28th. It's in primetime on NFL Network. Additional coverage on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. Visit NFL.com slash draft for more information on that. And welcome to Good Morning Football. Got lots to talk about here. My name is Kay Adams, Kyle Brandt. We've got Sean O'Hara, a Super Bowl champion. It is a holiday here on the program. Mock Draft 2.0 from Peter Strager. Yeah. Yeah. has dropped. we got a new mock draft up. It's going to be released during this show. There are some changes in the top five, and there are a few players that uh, were not even in the top ten who have come up into that spot. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to share this. Um, we are now less than ten days away, and there is still a lot of great uncertainty, but I've got a lot of information coming in that I feel pretty good about. Mm-hmm. So we'll you're see. telling me right now that you can't go to NFL.com slash Schrager and see it just yet, but I probably think, it's the re-air for I sure. I think there's an embargo. I think they wait until right? we do it on the show. You were tweeting out some little teasers yesterday. Little teasers. Yeah. We had to say for it or something. Teasers. I like it. I Let's go. Like over the wide receivers. about what you're doing at one and two. One and two might shock some folks. Uh-huh. If you've been watching the show and you've been listening to the show, uh-huh. The uh, the winds have been blowing a certain right. way. Jaguars take Malik Willis number one Malik overall. Peter, one. they did not like what they got <laughs> from Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> wow, what I can't done. wait to see this thing. It's happening on our show. Keep it right here. It's the mock draft of record for yeah. Good Morning nice. Football. Let's just hold the Packers take a receiver, Kyle. Hey, that's for it. Yours. They better. Yeah, they better move up to grab one, and so should the Chiefs. All right, lead block. Let's do it. Let's go to Nashville, gentlemen. We went to a draft there once. Did you guys have fun then? Yes. Tootsies. Good time there. That was Tootsies and Taylor Luan. That's where the Titans began their voluntary offseason workouts just yesterday, but they were without two of their big pieces on offense. Yup. Ryan Tannehill not there today. A.J. Brown unaccounted for. Mr. Poor said he's looking for a new deal. Who isn't? He added this tweet yesterday afternoon. Quote, I'm a diva and a bad teammate all of a sudden. LOL. Okay. Do what you have to do then, and so will I. All right, then. 
Here we go to spot all our talks about the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals. We did a draft here at the table of AFC champions who should be the contender uh, and the representative for mm -hmm. the conference in the Super Bowl in 2022. And they came in not first, not second, not third, not fourth. Yeah, I've got to come up. To Peter Schrager. Listen, they were the one seed last season in the AFC. Now the quarterback and the wide receiver are absent. And the passing game is the thing I'm most concerned with okay. on this team. So how concerned are you guys with the Titans right now, KB? Not terribly. I feel pretty tight-y about the Titans okay. right now. First of all, let's address the A.J. Brown thing, because no one wants to see this. A.J. Brown's a great young player. He tweets this as he's unhappy. I, I don't think it's a huge story. He's a young player who wants to get paid like everybody else does. And, and immediately when he says, I'm you know, talking about fans, bring up the first tweet. The Titans teammates are like, no, no, no. Like That's our guy, Jeffrey Simmons. You deserve everything that God has in store for you never been a negative guy nor a bad teammate when you see the tweet like that it goes bad quickly so i'm not worried about that he wants to get paid he's not at a voluntary workout he probably will get paid and definitely should more interesting to that is like what are the 22 titans 2022 titans this fall and a couple weekends from now in las vegas Kay mentioned this a minute ago. A few weeks ago, we drafted AFC teams, the three of us and Mike Robinson, we thought most likely to win the, the AFC title. Here's how the draft went. So follow this. Peter took in the upper left corner, went Chiefs, and then we snaked. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Raiders, down Colts, Chargers, Browns, Titans. Wow. They were taken really late. That was Again, the one seed. The one seed with the reigning coach of the year with a generational running back, a veteran quarterback, like everything. And it was just like, eh, 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 eh. We just couldn't get there. And I was trying to put my finger on why. And, and I think it's probably just Ryan Tannehill. And I hate to make it so blunt like that, but we came off a game, which we'll get into, in which he had an all-time bad playoff game. The, the team had nine sacks of Joe Burrow and lost. And so I'm kind of mentally putting together this list in my head of teams going into the draft who I think might shock us take a, that take a quarterback, not just the usual Seattles and Carolinas we talk about all the time. And I have Tennessee on that list. When you have a guy who is making $39.6 million this year and I don't think is playing up to that level, you're looking to get better. The question is, they have this deal with, could, could we take a quarterback right now? Could we take a Ritter at the end of the first? They're picking the 20s. Or do they have that thing where like, we got prime Derrick Henry. We got a great team that's there. Let's not reset it now. Let's take one more shot at this thing because I think they are a fascinating draft team. Titans not coming up in a lot of draft conversations. Late pick, kind of vanilla team. Wouldn't shock me at all. They're on that list of don't be surprised on that night when all of a sudden Roger Goodell says the Titans take, oh my gosh, a quarterback. And when you start to look at the finances, you look at that Bengals game, Peter, maybe they should. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill not at voluntary workouts this week. Mm -hmm. Now, we've said this time and time again annually on this show. Like, it's voluntary. You come if you want. Right. Had any, has any quarterback in the league left a worse taste in their fan base's mouth than what Ryan Tannehill put on film? I mean, let, let, let's go back to Ryan Tannehill in this game against the Bengals where mm -hmm. they're the number one seed and it's just hand the ball to Derrick Henry and figure a way to get A.J. Brown the ball. He had three interceptions. It was his first pass of the game, the first pass, pass of the second, second half. half, and his last pass of the game with three interceptions. They were all, you know, backbreakers. And then after the game, Ryan Tannehill spoke to reporters. Let's see the clip from after the game. Uh, it was a frustrating day. It was a frustrating day. Uh, all the way around, you know. Great opportunity and... Didn't make the plays we needed to uh, to go in. This hurts. Hurts bad. Uh, didn't think we'd be having this conversation right now. You know, not my vision for the game. Um, 
at all. Okay, so that was January 22nd. Mm-hmm. The next day, everyone goes to their locker to clean out their locker. The media gets to talk to players. Tannehill, nowhere to be seen. We haven't heard from him in February. We haven't heard from him in March. Yesterday, Austin Hooper, of all people, Austin Hooper, a new signing, was the one who revealed that Ryan Tannehill is not going to be at voluntary work. You are a $30 million man who who had the number one seat. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it would be good if Ryan Tannehill came to voluntary workouts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a made man like Aaron Rodgers or mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I don't know if Ryan Tannehill's in that conversation. Personally, I, if I'm a Titans fan, I would have loved Ryan Tannehill to come be their first day of voluntary workout, say, we're going to get right back at this thing, get at the podium, mm-hmm. and say, yeah, I know A.J. Brown's unhappy. I love A.J. Brown. We're going to make sure of it. And gosh, I'm going to do everything I can because I-, I am the face of this franchise and I'm here. And I'm not saying that's everyone's, for- but for the Tennessee Titans and for a loaded AFC where mm-hmm. every team loaded up, either at wide receiver or at quarterback this offseason, um, I don't know if it's this, this is the year for Ryan Tannehill to, to not be present at voluntary mm-hmm. workouts. And I know he's a veteran in the league and he can do what he wants and he's certainly a made man financially. I kind of would have liked to have seen him addressing the media yesterday with the rest of his teammates there for the first day. All right, I feel like i got to stick up for Ryan Tannehill here. Okay. We're, we're pouncing on him left and right. Sure. I, I hear the spin that you're saying with that and, and how that could be a bad look. But I also look around and it's, okay, there's a difference between a quarterback missing an on-the-field practice, an OTA mm-hmm. or a minicamp. Week one of the offseason program is lifting and running. And it's guys, hey, how much weight did you gain over the last three months? Let's get you on the scale. Let's find all that out. So uh, I, I personally went through all this. I, I remember every offseason when I was with the Giants, Jeremy Shockey would not show up for the offseason program. Tight end. We, we knew tight end, right, different position. We knew he wouldn't show up, but yet the New York Post – the Daily News, it was on the front page. Shockey not at workouts. Mm-hmm. The very first on-the-field practice, Shockey would be there. We would do conditioning afterwards. He would run with the wide receivers, and he would beat them all, and he would, like, pound his chest. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like this thing that every single year, it was like, all right, we know what's coming. Sure. People were upset that nobody showed up for volunteer workouts. Now, I was a player rep, so I kind of had to say, look, guys, it's voluntary, you know, so you don't have to be here. But from a team standpoint, I wanted everybody to be there. I want my quarterback to be there. Here's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put this fire out, because you know who else wasn't there yesterday? Mike Vrabel. The head coach wasn't in the building. Now, Monday after Easter, it's a holiday weekend. So, look, I'm not going to sit here and say, boy, Ryan Tannehill, he should have been there. You, come on. No. Like, listen, I'm, I'm sure he's going to have his time, his throwing sessions with his guys. And for A.J. Brown, for, for people to be coming at him and saying, you're not going to be an off-season program, I've got no beef with him. All right? Do you think that guy needs an extra workout? Have you seen no. him with his shirt off? No. I'm not worried about yeah. that guy showing up in yeah. shape. So, look, Titans fans, I'm so chill shocked. out. You're fine. You're good. This is this is the best team in the AFC. You said the number one seed, yeah. right? They, they've got a smash-mouth football team on offense. Their defense is phenomenal, and they've got some studs up front. They just inked Harold Landry to a big contract, monster deal. Jeffrey Simmons, people are comparing him to Aaron Donald as of lately. Yeah. But, John, are you buying? Oh, Harold. I'm totally These guys are. This, this is this is the best team in that division, and we're going to sit okay. here and be upset because yes, because they're the, the best team in the division because of the guy that you showed that wasn't there, named Mike Vrabel. They're not that they didn't get the one seed because of Ryan Tannehill. They got it despite Ryan Tannehill's poor play, and it goes further than that playoff situation where he had three interceptions. He in his career had his worst touchdown interception ratio since 2018 when he was a Miami Dolphin. 
this passing game, they can be as smash mouth as they want, and Derrick Henry can come back, and we should all feel really good about that, and it's exciting, and they should be contending. But, I mean, are you kidding, Sean? They're not going to get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl unless they have a passing game, and that's something that they should be working on. Optic-wise, he was the weakest part of their team last year, and he should absolutely be there. They're not. Yeah, but like my point is, they're not working on that right now. It's like, optics, it's, though. It, it, it's just it's the workout. It, it's it, the first week of offseason program is lifting and running. So it's not like hey, they're on the field. If Ryan Tannehill misses a mini, a mini camp mm-hmm. or isn't there for OTAs, oh, absolutely. Then I think you feel good about the Tennessee Titans right now. And in, in this April AFC, 19th, in the AFC, you feel you look at them like they're fine. In the, I feel like they're the best team in their division. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. are they? Are, is Ryan Tannehill keeping? I'll up give with, you that. With Herbert, I'll give you that. Is that the goal? They have lost at home now two years in a row in playoff games. That's mm-hmm. how they finish their season. Yeah, I, I don't think the goal is to win the division. No, it's not. And I feel like they, last this, this past playoffs, being the number one seed, that loss hurt even more because you know obviously you're the number one seed. You're thinking like, all right, we're going to the Super Bowl. They're not the first number one seed to get blank, to get one and done. Yeah. in the playoffs, it happens. It stings and it sucks. I don't put it all on Tannehill. Did he have a bad game? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a terrible time mm-hmm. to have a bad game. But there's plenty of film out there of Ryan Tannehill doing his thing and doing it well. And listen, with A.J. Brown, like he, he was there, but Julio Jones was on and in, off again. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need some piece to it. You're talking about maybe drafting a quarterback. I could see them going to get another receiver. Tannehill you want to help Ryan Tannehill out? Go get a receiver. Go since, get Jameis Williams. Since 2015. He didn't play super well, KB. I'd love it. And you're obviously going at Sean, too. Of here. course. And at the voluntary workouts, I don't care about. But the, yeah. just the fact of the matter is Ryan Tannehill objectively took a step back. So I want rough. to know as a fan that he's doing everything he can. But it, 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 I do think it is complicated, to Sean's point. Like, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Titans came out 6-1 and one last year. Yeah. You know, they, Titans smashed the Bills last year. They, they were in the title game a couple of years ago. It's not as easy as, like, Tannehill talks. It's just not. Like, they... This the Titans are a weird breed where just when you start to believe they let you down, and when you don't believe they they blow up the world. So Tannehill obviously needs to have a huge year. Peter, I'm kind of with you. Like let's run into the breach one more time, Ryan Tannehill, and fire us up a little bit mm-hmm. after that That's loss. All, mm-hmm. Just a little responsibility. Optics, I think it. I think it is something, and I know it. it Get it. This is all forgotten come, come January. We would never mention this in September. Remember when he missed the minigame? Like, we never would. But right now in this moment with A.J. Brown on Twitter saying everyone's coming after him, like I, I'd like something other than Austin Hooper being out there as the voice of the team. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Let's lead do block. it. Nine days away. It's the Lions. They're busy. Yesterday they met with edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson. Today Malik Willis is making a visit. That's a big deal. Guess who else is in tomorrow? Kenny Pickett. So he'll meet with the Lions brass who are saying that they want to stick and hang out with Jared Goff. But then they keep welcoming guys and giving him probably free soda and at least snacks, Kyle, right? I would think there's a trail mix involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's Peter's. Mock draft 2.0 dropped NFL.com slash Schrager. Please go mm-hmm. click the links to check it out and let us know how you feel at GMFB. Your top 10 Shrags, take it away. Uh, just up top, that's I'm the first uh, to really put it out there. And now I'm hearing more and more that Trayvon Walker is being considered as a number one pick. Now, look, Hutchinson has been the media darling and has been the chalk pick since day one, but I think the winds are blowing Walker's way. And Aiden would then be able to go to Michigan where he played his college ball. It would be the number two pick. But this is it. This is the top ten. But guess what? Charles Davis, he has his. And Kay, you'll find it very interesting who they, who he has his number one pick. So this is his version. Charles Davis, a great friend of the show. We love him. CD. Yesterday, same top two picks. I think that's interesting. Then he has the Jets taking sauce early. Panthers, they go quarterback as well. But it's not Kenny Pickett. It's Malik Willis. It's talent over experience. 
uh, at the quarterback spot. I like it. So when you look at those two mocks and how they played out to begin round one, and again, the whole round is drafted out from Peter Schrager at NFL.com slash Schrager. Go check it out, all 32. Give us the venom. I'm not seeing enough venom. Eagles fans, I want to see a little more. How do you feel? At Giants fans are upset. If Evan, yeah? Neal, if Evan Neal is on the board, Giants fans want Evan Neal, the finished product out of Alabama. They don't want Charles Cross, who they view as a, as a project. Let me say something. Charles Cross started four years at Mississippi State. Just because he didn't play at Alabama doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could play also. Charles Cross getting a lot of heat up the board. And There's they should something? because the Giants can't miss. Sorry, Sean. The, yeah. and you're a giant We'll get to the Giants in a bit, but I need the team from you that cannot miss in this draft. Houston Texans can't miss. They have the number three, and then they have the number 13. And I say the Houston Texans, and you roll your eyes like, wait, who? Who's their head coach? Who's their quarterback? Yeah, they used to be an NFL franchise. Mm. The Houston Texans used to be one of those teams that were in the playoffs every year with J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. They got a mulligan the last year because of the Deshaun Watson situation. And wisely, they were able to wait that out, and they got a lot of picks in return, and they get that salary cap off the books, and they get that situation out of their hands. But now they're a football team, and when you have the number three overall pick, it can't just be, well, you know, we're going to take... No, no, it's time to be relevant again. We didn't talk about the Texans all last year, not because we were avoiding them, because they just were an irrelevant team. They were never in contention for the playoffs, and they weren't bad enough where they were like the number one overall pick team. Um, They hired Lovey Smith after David Culley only got one year. I feel like the Houston Texans are this blank canvas right now, but they have a great fan base, and they've got some great young talent on that roster. Three and 13. I've got them going Iki Aquanu, my top offensive tackle at three. Protect Davis Mills for this season, and then we'll see what happens at quarterback moving on if Mills doesn't develop into one of those guys they view as a franchise quarterback. But we do not talk about the Houston Texans. It's almost like 31 teams, and then the Texans are in this satellite. Guess what? They are an NFL franchise. They have been to playoff games, and I think they've got good leadership with Nick Casario and Lovey Smith now at the switch. I want to talk about the Texans next season, and I think that they might be able to get some players in this draft they're going to be relevant that can help make them competitive in the AFC South. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about the We don't talk about the Texans. We don't do it. Um, Encanto and... I read that that song is now the biggest Disney song of all time. It passed the Elton John song from Lion King. It's amazing. And we're applying it to the Texans. Brant's into it? Yeah, like way into it. It's a magical home, and everyone has a power. It's a great movie and a great song. Jacksonville. That's the answer here. Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick two years in a row. Number one overall pick. That can't happen. They just You can't do it. We had Mike Renner on for PFF last time. He's like, we need a W here. Now, I get it. Last year was unbelievably historically trying. I don't care. It's not like they had the one and then the two. One and what? Do you know how exclusive of a club that is? It's small. This is the only team that have ever done it in the modern era. Back-to-back number one overall picks. Baker did it with My- Baker and Miles with the Browns. Browns did it again. And then you're already back into the mid-90s with the Kijana Carter Bengals and then Vinny and Bo, who wouldn't even play for the team. And then we're in the seventh. Five members, that's it. Plus the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are currently on the clock. Mm-hmm. I look at it this way. You get the number one overall pick sometimes. Football's tough. It's a tough league. We've seen in the last decade some teams that we look at now as, as the stalwarts in our league. The Rams have had the number one pick. The Bucks have had it. The Chiefs have had it. You can't have it two years in a row, and no one, I'll let you know, has ever had it ever. three. It's never happened. Three years in a row. Never happened, and that's what they're up against. If they take a shot on somebody, and maybe they go to Trayvon, and it's all of a sudden, oh, my God, he is not the next Lawrence Taylor. Who knows where they're going to be next year? Right. I look at it this way. Like, the Hollywood does the Razzies, where they give out a negative Oscar for the worst performance of the year, and sometimes, you know, Sandra Bullock will get a Razzie, and she'll show up and accept it, and I'm so wonderful, and I'm Sandy, and everybody loves me. That's fine. In on the joke. Totally in on the joke. self 
you can't get the Razzie the next year, too. Then the joke is on you. The Jaguars have two straight Razzies. This is a very important pick, and it's got down to this nice, cute little binary safe bet versus take a reach discussion, which is classic draft stuff, and that's where they're at. If they do take the safe bet, and Aiden Hutchinson ain't, ain't that special, who knows they're not the third team the three years in a row. If they take the risk and they do trade, or they do Thibodeau or someone who we... You can't be back here next year. You just can't because you think the Houston Texans are relevant. Three years in a row, we got to talk contraction. I mean, it, it's it's that bad. There's 32 teams. Yeah. You can't have again. This is a huge pick for them. And I know it's the Jaguars. It's a huge pick. You got to <laughs> stick this one. You win that Razzie three years in a row. They put your name on the trophy. Like, yeah, like, I actually think Sandler might have done that. With due respect, but like you, you don't want to go down that road as a football team. Uh-uh. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, help you out with this, Shregs. Uh, there's a couple of teams that have multiple first round picks. All right? Eight of so, them. So eight. All right. So we got the Giants. We got the Jets. We got Houston has them. The Packers. I think you talk to general managers when it comes to the draft, and they're like, listen, you, you hope that you hit on fifty percent of the picks, mm. right? So if you've got multiple picks in the first round, look, you, maybe, maybe you hit on one, maybe you don't hit on the other. If you have one pick in the first round, you better hit a home run. You, you better uh-huh. slay it. The Carolina Panthers, we've been talking about them a lot this week already. Sixth overall pick, you can't miss with this one. And, and you don't have another pick. Shreg, you've talked about this already. They don't have, their next pick is not until the fourth round. 137. 137. So you make this pick, and then you got to sit. And, I mean, it's like you want to talk about buyer's remorse. You buy that couch or whatever, and you're sitting there looking at it like, all right, do I take the tag off it? What am I doing here? Yeah. they got to wait uh, 131 picks. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they, they got to. That tag is off, Sean. You can't return it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's got a, it's got a seven hour delivery window. That's right. Let's just talk a lot about the Carolina Panthers. They drafted two quarterbacks in the first round in the franchise's history. Yeah, Kerry Collins in 1995 with their first franchise pick, and then Cam Newton. So for the Carolina Panthers, look, this is this is huge for them. This would be just the third quarterback they ever took yep. in the first round. If they go quarterback, if you don't go quarterback. And you're Matt Rule, like, where, where are you going? Where, where are you going for know. the next four years of your six-year contract that you signed with the Panthers? You've got to have your go-to guy for the future. Somebody said it earlier on the show, like, you draft quarterbacks not just for next year, but Mm-mm. for the next 10 years. That's where I think Carolina's at right now, and they've got to be looking like, all right, hey, if it's Pickett, if he's the best one, and you like him, is he a lot like Sam Darnold? I don't know. But if they go Malik Willis, mm. like, that's huge. I mean, the Giants – Surprise a lot of people when they jumped up and took Daniel Jones at sixth overall. Carolina could shock a lot of people, but mm-hmm. they better be right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're sitting on that couch. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uncomfortable. So much drama and pressure. No, no, I like in this, this first round. It's amazing. Nervous. So many multiple picks. <laughs> so much potential to change the trajectory of your team, your team's fates, and rebuild. Shrakes, I never hear from Giants fans on Twitter. They're not a like a they're a AM radio Benny yeah. from Hohokus fan base. They really mm-hmm. don't. They're uh, bottom what five of the NFL that tweets our show. Yeah, I would Giants say so. fans. They do their own thing. They're going after Schrager right now, and oh, I yeah. like it. And I think it's. It only shows it's a good metric to use to see how much pressure they have on them to nail this draft. Sean, you want a Super Bowl with this team. You love this team. They pick at five and seven. They have a new GM. They've got a new head coach in Brian Dable. And they've got an opportunity to quickly make a difference at five and seven. And they need to. And they haven't nailed it in a long time. Take a look at this indictment of what the draft has looked like for them. The Giants have made five top ten picks since 2015. These players have gone on to make a combined one Pro Bowl. The jury's still out, right, on some of these. Andrew Thomas showed some growth last year. Fair to say none of these are home runs. Not a single one, including that running back, Saquon Barkley, who because of injuries and due to, you know, has not produced on the level he was expected to in changing this franchise around. Fifth 
and seven. What a gorgeous, gorgeous, delicious opportunity with new leadership, hit the ground running, win the fan base over, knock it out of the park. This fan base, as Peter will tell you right now, and so will Sean, is desperate. Desperate. Desperate for some, just give me a little something. Give me, breadcrumb me. That's a, that's a dating phrase now. I'm just give, give, you, give me a little, give me a little something. Mm-hmm. A little something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Win me over. Get me excited about the future of the squad. You have five and seven. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's monumental for the Giants, and no doubt Ira from Staten Island is is lighting up Schrager on, on social media right now. He's a Jets now. fan, but go on. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other Ira. He uh, hates it, too. Okay. Ira, so I, I think when you look at the Jets, absolutely, they have to fix this. They have to fix what's been going on on, on, the, on the offensive and defensive line. I'll take exception to one guy on that list, Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas was the fourth overall pick. He, he is ascending in left tackles in the NFL right now. I, I think okay. it, soon, in the near future, he will be in the Pro Bowl. He, he is that good. Hey, so Sean, how about, how, how about the, the second guy down. How about, how about let's not bury the lead here. Yeah, What's doing here with this kid? Are we going to replace him? I don't know. I, I, I still I don't think the Giants know. I, I think, think if you don't know, I think you know. Flashes. I'm frustrated with this. So this might not be the draft. To Kay's point, they, they have been so dysfunctional up front. They like, they went, they've had more offensive line coaches than offensive draft picks uh, in the offensive line. And I think when you look at, at their dysfunction up front, not just with the, the offensive line coaches, but with the offense in general. This Giants team needs to get fixed. That's why the Sauce Gardner pick, to me, is interesting because with the fifth and seventh overall pick, I think Giants fans, they're they're saying we got to come our way with the I got it. Let me ask you. we got to have somebody to go. You know offensive line play. Real quick, you were at the Combine. You were working with these guys. If they took Cross over Neal, do you think that's an Mm. okay decision or would that be a shocker by your your mind? I think it would be a a surprise to me. Uh, Evan Neal at the Combine, everybody's saying he's the number one pick. They were saying Jacksonville didn't participate in anything. Here's the issue with the Giants, and when they're sitting at five and seven, we're going to draft a left tackle. We already have a left tackle. Mm-hmm. So that's the conundrum for the Giants because whatever tackle you take in this draft is playing right tackle. So are you going to put use a fifth overall pick in the draft on a right tackle? He, he better be damn good and because he's not playing left tackle. He already used a fourth overall pick on Andrew Thomas. So it's quite a conundrum. I, I think that's why number five, I think they go pass rusher. Mm-hmm. And, and then seven, now you try to get a tackle. Um, and, and I think if, if Giants fans – if you told them they could come away with Equanu, um, he probably won't be there at seven. But, I mean, look, if you gave him Penning and Thibodeau or mm-hmm. Hutch, you know, Hutchinson or probably Yeah, yeah. What do you want with Daniel Jones? They'd be ecstatic. What do you want them to do with him? If they love a quarterback, take one. And start Daniel Jones this year. Jen Jones isn't going to say squat. I cannot think of a human being in NFL history who would be more shut up in the media and help the young guy than Daniel Jones. I, I, I think... We got Dayball. We got this quarterback guy. Let's give him some clay to mold. I, I just, I'm ready to move on, and I think Giants fans are too. What do you want them to do with Daniel Jones? What do you think they should do? I think Daniel Jones is a keeper. I, th- I think he's got to prove it, though. And, and, and Dayball bringing him in here was to, to get the most out of Daniel Jones. I, know. I think he's going to surprise some people this year. I hope so. But, look, he, he's, he's got a whole new offense he's got to learn, and he's been doing that. This is his third time doing no that. No more so. excuses for him. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Peter and I are here in the break room. Beautiful floor-to-ceiling views of New York City. It's draft season. Peter, where would you have New York mocked on your city draft in the United States? Number one. Number one. Number one overall. The city that never sleeps. Ahead of Austin, Texas. Very popular these Everyone's days, moving to Austin. <laughs> um, we're not moving anywhere. We're in, in fact, Peter's going to Las Vegas at the end of next week. And Peter, when you get there, you might have some crazy moments that come down. <laughs> we thought it'd be a fun time to just take a look back and share some of our favorite shows. We call them unique and memorable moments yeah. of drafts past. Yeah. We're calling it rough drafts because some of these are a little bit rough. Um, we've done the Rodgers thing a million times, Peter. I, I have to start here. I can't start anywhere else. 1999, uh, Ricky Williams is a running back for the Texas Longhorns. Everybody loves Ricky. He, he, was, he was put on this planet to tote the rock. Nobody loved Ricky more than the head coach of the New Orleans Saints at the time, Mike Ditka, who loved him so much. Imagine this in modern times. He loved him so much that he decided to go to the draft for the Saints and do this. Take it away, Take it away, Commissioner Tagliabue. There has been a trade involving this uh, fifth pick in the draft. New Orleans uh, first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks in this draft. And New Orleans first and third round picks in next year's draft. The New Orleans Saints select Ricky Williams, running back, University of Texas. What was the reaction in your room when James was passed and you knew you had the deal in place with the Redskins? It was pretty calm, except for me. All right, so there's Ed and Mike, and there's so much to unpack there, Peter. We have a cigar, a lit cigar in the room. Uh, That would lead to a picture of Mike Ditka wearing dreadlocks. It would lead to a picture of Ricky Williams wearing a wedding dress. Let's just recap what you just heard the commissioner just say, Peter. What was the trade compensation? Here we go. I I have the compensation full screen. Bring it up. 
This is what was given. I watched it. All right, the Knights hand the first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. The entire draft. Just take all our picks and we get Ricky. Next By the way, and then next year's first and third. And that first was uh, LeVar Aronson. Remember, they only moved from 12 to 5. What? This wasn't from 30 to 1. There was everything. A few years back, everybody loved Saquon. Can you imagine a team being like, we'll give you our entire draft. First, draft third, Barkley. fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, first. For one player. Yeah. And he was on the team for a few years. And, and he was a running really, back. <laughs> he was a running back. That was the power of Ricky. We will never see that again. Shout out to Ed Warder and Mike with the Litz again. The shocker also was like a pick before. Edron James is a running back taken before, before Ricky, Ricky Williams. Williams. So yes. what was he willing to trade the Colts for Can that pick? That? <laughs> Mike loved Ricky. I mean, we all loved Ricky. All right. I'm going to go back so even funny. further. Uh, 1995. Yeah. Okay. This is the 1995 uh, draft. Jets fans all up here in New York in their, in their feral Jets fervor because Warren Sapp, who was considered the best player in the yep. draft, was slipping down draft boards. And there was a chance that Warren Sapp would potentially be a New York Jet. But this is what happens instead. The Jets have about 10 minutes to go on the clock, and uh, the fans are letting it know which way they want to go. With the uh, ninth pick in the first round, the New York Jets select tight end from Penn State, Kyle Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, our first real upset, I think, at this point in the draft. This has to be the biggest mockery I've ever seen in my entire life. If we could trade a coach, down, the I would mockery. trade him right That's now. That's an absolute mockery. I have no receivers next year. They're going to play with six tight ends on the field. Boomer can't throw the ball more than 10 yards, so what does it matter? Boomer doesn't throw the ball more than 10 yards, so yeah. what does it matter? <laughs> Boomer doesn't throw the ball more than 10 yards, so what does it matter? Let's play this game. Let's play this game. What do you think that guy's name is who oh, said that? That guy right there is Tony. <laughs> you think he is? Next to him is Sal. <laughs> yep, yep, and next yep. to Sal is like Ira. I, really? Yeah, that's Maybe a Vinny in there somewhere. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an incredible pull. And we think the Jets thing is always overblown. Never forget that videotape. And never forget this. 2003 draft, okay? Oh, Minnesota wow. Vikings. They're one of the teams we're watching this year kind of slowly. They're the seventh overall pick, and they were considering trading down with Baltimore, who had the 10th select. That's fine. You can do that. You can do whatever you want. They took a little time. They took too much time, and we go to the live broadcast in which the inimitable Chris Berman is trying to explain that the Vikings took too much time, and all hell is breaking loose. Good luck, Boomer. Well, <laughs> Danny, the clock is winding down on the Vikings. What's got they the Vikings? Passed. They can turn the pick in any time. Again, same thing we had happen last you year. You know what? Turn your pick in. Jacksonville Jaguars select Byron Leftwich, quarterback from Marshall. Carolina Panthers select Jordan Gross, offensive tackle from Utah. The Minnesota Vikings select Kevin Williams, defensive tackle from Oklahoma State. <laughs> all right, so and look at the Vikings fans' reaction. Unpack, all right, so, unpack what just happened. Uh, all right, so the Vikings, they ran out of time. So the second you run out of time, any team that's coming up behind you can jump in. So the Jaguars jump in and take a franchise quarterback. The Panthers jump in and take their franchise tackle. And then the, Panther, the Vikings say, oh, I'm sorry, here, here's the pick. And when you unpack it, what you find out is that the Ravens were trying to trade. To, they wanted to get uh, Byron Leftwich, and he would have been their quarterback. They ended up with Terrell Suggs in that draft. But basically, in the shortest version, the Vikings ran out of time and got jumped in the draft Twice. order. Twice. By two different teams before finally submitting the pick to Kevin Williams. It's, it's one of the all-time, I think it may be the all-time draft moment. Unless, Peter, 
As you want to blow her hair back with something else. As an aside, how good was Chris Berman on the The draft? best. I mean, gosh, how like nostalgia. Is. He still is. We saw Chris Berman at SoFi Stadium, remember? We go, yeah. Boomer! And he goes, Does one of those. I love you, Boomer. Um, last one. Let's go last year. Everyone's wondering, is it going to be Mac? Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be Trey Lance? The Niners are on the clock. They had just traded two first-round picks to get their future ones. It's the, the suspense doesn't happen anymore in 2022. Right, everybody yet, knows. Finally, there was, and this is what happens when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan said, you know what, screw it, let's go with our guy. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. And it is the Bison. Trey Lance, just 17 career starts, only one game due to COVID this year. A young man from a small town in Minnesota, couldn't get recruited by many Power 5 schools as a quarterback, and he decided to bet on himself. This is big. I'm excited for Trey Lance. This is somebody, again, you mentioned it, Rich, he bet on himself. He bet on himself, and the 49ers bet on him. Remember, Mac Jones was the assumed pick all draft buildup and was the national champion, the Heisman finalist, and they take Trey Lance with one start last year and 17 career starts. It's still kind of shocking. I know. We'll see how it plays out, but so little do we get surprised, and that one I felt was a genuine surprise at the draft. DJ's first words were just, this is big. <laughs> and, and I felt you, DJ. We really did. It was, and it still is to this day. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It has been so fun introducing the future stars of tomorrow to you out there watching today and our next guest, one of the top cornerback prospects in this entire draft last season. He took home the Jim Thorpe Award as the best defensive back in all of college football, and he was one half of the absolutely legendary cornerback duo alongside Sauce Gardner, but it was him who got that Thorpe mm -hmm. Award. Please welcome from the University of Cincinnati, Kobe Bryant. What's up, Kobe? What's up, Kobe? Hey, Let's go. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. 
We're so happy to have you. We can't really do this interview unless we talk about what everyone's thinking out there. The fact that your name, not just a coincidence, I'm sure, after late NBA superstar Kobe Bryant. So how much has Kobe's career sort of served you? And it's obviously, it's not a coincidence, right? No, not a coincidence at all. Uh, you know, my parents love Kobe Bryant. And uh, just not just not as an athlete, but just how he carried himself, you know, off the court as well. Uh, you know, the minute I was born, you know, my parents realized, you know, that's something somebody they want to name me after. And, uh, you know, ever since then, I pretty much, you know, try to carry carry out the legacy and, you know, represent him as well, too. What does that mean? How much has Kobe's career served as an inspiration for you? It, it's meant a lot. You know, I try to portray myself to use the mom, mama mentality, you know, not just on the field as well, like I said, off the field as well, you know, just carry myself as, you know, that mama mentality, you know, carry myself to be that leader and alpha male that he was. I mean, you guys had an unbelievable season, but you guys are like all name top 10 list right here. I mean, with Kobe, with Sauce yep. on the other side, <laughs> heck of a one-two punch. Look, right now, Sauce is the, is the talk of the draft right now, but you took home the hardware, all right? You were the best defensive back in the nation last year. Talk to us about your game. What kind of corner would you call yourself? I, I love every corner that I've ever played with. Was not scared to tell people how good they were. Right. So tell everybody right now how good you are and what your style is. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm extremely confident in myself. You know, I'm a feel like, I feel like I'm a physical corner. Uh, you know, a lot of people would, you know, portray me as his own corner, but I play a lot of man. You know, our scheme was a lot of man last year. Uh, you know, and my football IQ, you know, I feel like that separates myself as well. And then most importantly, you know, the ball skills. You know, I feel like I make a lot of plays on the ball as well. You know, I have uh, 10 career interceptions. And uh, I think I have like 37 pass breakups, you know. But And it's just the ball production and the consistency, I would say. And, you know, just having a mod on the other side just uh, challenged me, you know, to hold myself accountable and go out there and make plays. I like this. I've just noticed you call him Ahmad. You don't call him Sauce. You call him Ahmad. I like that deal there where he's Ahmad to you. So explain that. Why Ahmad? Why not Sauce when everyone in the world is calling him Sauce and he's got the chain? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he's, he's my little brother. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, where he goes or how, he, how good he does. He's still my little brother and I'll never call him, you know, you know, the Sauce word or his name. So his name is Ahmad to me, so... <laughs> yeah, and it reminds me of uh, when when Robert Griffin was in the league as a rookie. Uh, I know veterans were like, "I'm not calling you RG3. I'm calling you Robert Griffin. You got to earn it." That seems like it's the case in your locker room there. Um, but you and Ahmad were turning heads all season long, and uh, someone who actually really caught the you guys really caught their eye was Jalen Ramsey. This was the tweet he had during the season. Them Bearcats corners are live. You and Ahmad. Um, when you see arguably the greatest in the game, maybe the best of his generation, tweet about you. What was your reaction there? As obviously we know um, how great Jalen Ramsey is at cornerback. Uh, you know, I was pretty shocked, honestly. You know, uh, Ahmad and him actually have been talking prior to that. You know, they just, you know, been uh, complimenting each other and, you know, just having good conversations. And then once I won the, the Thorpe Award, you know, Amai actually was the first person to call me and then told me, you know, just take my check my Twitter. And then I look and I see, you know, Jenna Ramsey showing love and then he followed me. You know, we just started laughing and getting excited over the, over the phone. And, you know, just to see, you know, like you said, one of the best corners to play, uh, you know, compliment my game meant a lot. You know, I try to I watch a lot of film on him, you know, try to mold myself to, you know, be like him and, and eventually be better as well, too. So, you know, I even try to get a little, a couple pointers as well to, you know, better my game, so. It was New York Giant OCU Manora who said, I'm not calling him RG3. He's Bob <laughs> Griffin until he earns that nickname. <laughs> and now maybe Ahmad might end up on the Giants as well. But in the meantime, listen, 
you have two alma maters, really, Kobe. You got Cincinnati, but then you're also part of Cleveland. The, the whole deal there with Glenville High. Now, Glenville High School football. Let, let me just lay this out for the audience. Head coach Ted Ginn Sr. They have produced guys like Marshawn Lattimore, Frank Clark, Dante Whitner, Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith, and as a throwaway, Steve Harvey as well. How much did Coach Ginn and that program there shape the Kobe Bryant we're talking to today? Uh, a, a big part. You know, I, I was been around Coach Ginn since I was three years old. You know, he's, he's my uncle, honestly. He's pretty, you know, he's like my uncle and my goddad all in one. Um, you know, he's been a, a major impact on me, Ted. Marshawn, Dante Whitner, Troy Smith, uh, my brother, my older brother, Christian Bryant, Frank Clark, you know, all those guys have, you know, been around me since I was probably about four years old. So, you know, I looked up to, to looked up to those guys, doesn't matter what position they were in. And, uh, you know, just to see that that talent each and every year has been a big impact on my career. So. It's well said. Love talking to you. Kobe Bryant, we are excited about your highlights come fall. We wish you much luck, all the good vibes, and enjoy every minute as we sit here nine days away from the NFL draft. Let's go. Thank you so much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.